Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Scientific Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Lucas Burridge, one by the one, the only, the poor man, Sonny Romo. I keep saying it, even though it's not a game this week. Darren Shrewsbury Jr. Darren, we are still talking football now. We mm-hmm. are um, we're almost at the combine. We're still talking about football. <laughs> almost there. Um, uh, I, I so briefly saw some things, uh, not too much, really, just the announcement of you know Letty Brown, you know, prepping and. Uh, 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 what is it, Derek Stingley from uh, LSU? He's not participating in anything prior to the combine at all. Like, I guess there's some pre workouts that happen sometimes, or well, all the time. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, he's not participating in any of that because he's making sure his his recovery is a hundred percent coming into the combine, which makes sense to me. Things like that, I haven't seen too, too much, but other than some small things like that, but uh. You know, exciting nonetheless. Do you, do, do you even follow the combine? Like, is it like is it one of those things? Like, oh, I want to look and see what people's numbers are, or if I can see a highlight, or is it just uh, it happens? So what to you? I'll see some as they come out. I'll see. I like it. I, I normally don't know, uh, like going in who to look out for, but uh, you know, as as I start seeing. Uh, videos and information. So I'll, I'll I'll give them a glance and and uh, and see what's what's going on. So I have an idea of you know who's a fast guy and who can jump high. Fair enough. <laughs> I actually, by virtue of having an NFL network, I watch the combine. I don't like okay. I I don't sit there and like clear my entire schedule out for the combine. Yeah. But if like if I'm not watching anything else and I know the combine is on its position group, I really want to see. I'll watch, like the offensive linemen. God love them. Don't I? I don't love watching the offensive linemen, <laughs> and that's no disrespect to the offensive linemen. But let's just face it: receiver drills are a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. So, I I also like the the interviews they have and the coverage they have of the combine. It just it's it's a it's a formal but yet informal environment. And you get a chance to see these coaches. I mean, there's a meme of Belichick just sitting there with his binoculars, just going, just and grabbing like a peanut or something, eating it, and then chewing on it, and then going back to his binoculars. I mean, that that's like this Belichick, the ultimate serious guy, just doing what you would do at a, at a thing that just eating a peanut or whatever. Like, okay, I do that, and yet he's Belichick, and it's just it's 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 kind of a reminder that we're all. We're all here to do the same thing, which is watch these guys run around in way too tight underwear. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know where I was going with that, did you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to more serious topics. The NFL has a proposal on the table from the Indianapolis Colts of all teams to where each team would get a uh, overtime possession. If, if this is passed, it would go into the fact for both the regular season and postseason. Preseason, we have no idea. Uh, so, Darren, what says you on this topic? Frankly, I'd say it's not even worth it for a preseason game. I'll just uh, <laughs> yes, uh, but uh, uh, in general, I, I don't have any issue with it. Um, it's, it's something that's been thrown around for the last few years, um, especially, 
and I've I've never been one to argue against it. I've not been one where I've been like it has to happen, but I I don't have any issue with it becoming a thing. Um, and I'll just go off a a comment I saw that um that I saw on Facebook. I think it was where you know they they were arguing that it's a good thing because you get to see the stores do their thing, particularly in terms of the quarterbacks, uh, referencing, of course, Brady and Mahomes and the most recent Mahomes and Allen, uh, which it's a fine point. It's one of the better points that typically come out of the, the depths of something like Facebook. Um, but it's certainly not the most important thing. I think in general, it's just you know, guaranteeing that both teams have the chance to touch the ball. Um, I still stand by the the um, the belief that you know, as the rules stand, and in general, but as the rules stand, defense knows what they need to do. If you're out there, you know you need to stop them um, to get a chance. Do it. Um, but that doesn't necessarily change too much when if the rules change. You still want to make. You still need to make the stop because then you guarantee that when you get the ball, if you score, you win. Um, same same thing applies, except for you're still guaranteed the ball if you don't stop them. I'd, I'd add to that, though, stop them. Still act as if you don't get the ball back. Uh, that's, that's the that's the advice I would give them is if they needed my advice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many calculators are going to to take advice from you. <laughs> or me, for that matter. Not that they should, but different issue entirely. Uh I, I'm with you. I, I have no problem with it, but I, I'll dig a little bit deeper here. And, and you know me. I, I, I am kind of a traditionalist. <laughs> and But I also value things that aren't necessarily valued by most. And I, I, I didn't think I'd ever make this comparison, but I'm going to. To the people who were yelling and screaming about Josh Allen didn't touch the ball or, you know, just stuff like that, stop. I get it. I get what you're saying. But to me, and I, it's the same thing as between the European Super League, and I will explain it in this way. The problem with the European Super League was not that the owners were trying to break away and create it. It was with the people who were giving the owners money. Right, I support Everton FC. Everton sits 17th in the Premier League. We stand a very good chance of losing our Premier League status if we don't pick up results. I have grown accustomed to be having Everton in the Premier League. And because of that, I've come to value and respect and love playing those teams that are just sitting in the middle of the pack and have no aspiration of being a title contender, but are also not going to be relegated, which is where Everton used to be before this gigantic mess of an ownership group came in. Different point entirely. My point is, there are people here who, who don't care about that. They don't care. All they care about is seeing my favorite player who plays for Real Madrid and my other favorite player who plays for Paris Saint-Germain playing against each other 
all the time. So I can say I have my favorite player winning no matter what. The same principle applies here. All people care about, at least some people, is does my favorite player do well? Does my fantasy team do well? They don't care about defense. They don't care about your average, ordinary defensive back. And those are the people who are probably the most vocal about this. And who are saying, well, Josh Allen had touched the ball. Their, their basic point is right. But in many ways, where they're coming from to make that point is wrong. That I mean, that's certainly something I didn't think about in terms of the fantasy aspect. Uh, I agree with it. I just neglected to, to take that into account. <laughs> well, I've got a lot more time to sit and think than you do. So <laughs> I generally go with this. Plus, I'm also a soccer fan, so I would have drawn that conclusion more than you would. Yeah. So just when I think about that, I still think of, we're coming up on like the one year anniversary of that happening anyway. So it's like, well, okay, I'm starting to think about that again. It's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> one of the people who could be affected by overtime is Kyler Murray. If the Cardinals or whatever team he's on uh, are getting into overtime. And I say that because he wants a contract extension from the Cardinals. So whether or not he gets it or deserves it, <clears throat> we can have a debate about that later. He, well, here's the thing: you don't have to deserve it anymore. All you do is get. If you're the next guy up, you get paid in the NFL, whether you deserve it or not. You can have. You can have never won a game in the NFL, and all of a sudden, if it's your next contract up, you get paid. So he's gonna get his at some point, but he kind of wants it now. We can get into that a little bit. We can get into whether he should get it now or not. But here, here's here's what he he released a statement, or his agent released a statement today. Saying he wanted to be, uh, th- this is my main point here. We, I, I don't even care about the rest of the statement. I just, I have to laugh at this. The first line of this statement says, "Kyler wanted to be direct to loyal uh, Arizona Cardinals fans." From his agent, if you want to be direct with someone, don't go through a middleman. Say it yourself, right? You mm-hmm. have social media. Yes, you scrubbed all of your other Cardinals references from your social media, but you still have it. Use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it's not that hard. It, it really, it genuinely isn't. If you can take the time, presumably, to to talk to your agent to say this is what I want to say, and then he drafts it out and says, "All right, is this what you want to say?" and then he says it. You have probably enough time to type out three or four of those yourself and pop them on to Instagram. Everyone does it. It's not that hard. I don't. You can't. You can't excuse it away. You're not that busy. Right. I mean, I know you want to play baseball, busy. but there is no baseball right now. Yeah. It's so you know it, it is it is laughable because you can't say you want to be more direct and then not literally be more direct. <laughs> <laughs> now to the bigger question at hand should he get his now or does he have to do i need to see more before i start coughing up like a quarter of the salary cap to him i i don't think anyone should be taking up that much of the salary cap so i'm 100 percent just gonna say uh we need one more season to see if he's worth it uh, i don't think he's not worth money i just i don't think i i I'll blanket this, and I don't think anyone's worth a quarter of the salary cap. I know that's a bit of an exaggeration, but also probably serious somewhere. 
Um, the Atlanta Falcons have left the chat. <laughs> Bye. Uh, uh, but, but no, no, I, I don't think, I think people deserve their money, right? But I don't think it should come at the cost of that much cap space, uh, in, in, at all. Um, and whatever this deal will be, uh, I, I think. I think we need. I do think we need more information, Adam, to really know what it's worth. Because um, there, there were moments this season where you were thinking, "All right, Arizona was the first bit of the, uh, literally the first half of the season. What they were eight and zero, right? Right. They finished the season three and six. Uh, that's not that's not indicative of. And I know that's not just on Kylo, obviously, but it definitely falls on Kylo in whether we agree it should or not. Um, And uh, so that that's got to be factored into it, right? That you started off eight, no, and you ended the season 11 and six. Uh, something didn't go it, right. Something it, that wasn't a complete season. Andrew lost in the wild card round to the and, eventual champs, mind you, but still lost yeah, in the wild card round. Exactly. So, to me, that means you still have more to prove. Um, that doesn't mean you can't. You're not staying with the team, but that means you got more to prove if you really want the contract. That w- whatever it is that he might be pitching, you know, that that you say you you deserve. Um, so. That that is my justification. There is that we you need more information. You got to have a complete season. Uh, that doesn't necessarily have to end with the Super Bowl, but it has to start and f- start well and end at least just as well. You know, you have to have basically mirrored season. The mirrored first second half is essentially what I'm arguing here. But you right. get, you get my point. I, I that, can't. You can't you have, have play a long. As well. You can have a long string of losses somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be starting off the season eight, no, and then finishing off your last nine games three and six. Some and that seven. means that means that something's wrong there. Yeah. And here, here here's three the and thing. seven, yeah, because of the <laughs> cause the playoffs. I, I don't like the Rams one, but I love piling on when I get a chance to. <laughs> he, he, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. Remember who the Cardinals have on the roster? DeAndre Hopkins, JJ Watt. AJ Green and there's probably some other uh and Chandler Jones who's a free agent now but yeah. they have James Conner I don't know what his contract looks like but James Conner yes they've made all these additions why because Kylo's on his rookie contract aka he's cheap mm-hmm. if you pay him you lose a lot of that salary cap flexibility so if I'm the Cardinals right now I'm looking at him and going look son I know you want yours and you're going to get it, but look, we built a damn good team this year. We can go after more because you're on your rookie deal. Mm-hmm. If we pay you, we lose that ability to go load up again. If you want to win a Super Bowl, you have to take one for the team here. It yeah. can't all be about you. Mm-hmm. And that's just basic math. Yeah. And and I'll also throw in – let's throw in stats here because they do tell – tell a picture um he's he he was middle of the road statistically over oh, across the board now he also played 14 games this season of the 17 uh so we'll we'll like take that into account of course but 
um, he had he was twelfth in touchdowns, fourteenth in yards, now seventh in QBR. That's fine. Uh, tied for ninth in interceptions, and I would imagine that means ninth highest because that's yes. ten interceptions because the, we know that the top was seventeen. I think. Um, so, I mean, his three seasons are this. 20 touchdowns, 26 touchdowns, 24 touchdowns. 12 interceptions, 12 interceptions, 10 interceptions. 3,700 yards, 3,900 yards, 3,700 yards. That doesn't sound like a like a quarterback I want to sign <laughs> over the keys to Ferrari to. Yeah, completion percentage is generally fine. 64, 67, and 69. He's gotten more accurate over the three years. That's fine. Uh, but these stats don't scream at me as someone who has the right to do any type of extensive negotiating or holding out or anything. Not that I'm saying he's going to hold out, but I wouldn't put it past. You get where I'm going here. These stats don't scream going. I have the, I, I am the captain now. He has no leverage. He he doesn't. The only leverage he has doesn't even, doesn't even work right now because there is no baseball season. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? Go sign a minor league contract? Like, please. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. You you were like the number eight overall pick in the MLB draft. You don't sign up the minor league deal. Please. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They, are, they are still playing minor league baseball, though. They don't. The lockout only applies to the major leagues. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We can go into that, but yes, that is true. So if he really, really wanted to, he could go to the Ace Farm system and say, hey, y'all need an extra player. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll, oh, before I – just so I don't leave out any information here, I'll also throw in his rushing touchdowns. Four touchdowns, 11 touchdowns, and five touchdowns the last three seasons. I'll just go and throw those in there because you yeah. know he can run. Uh, but it yeah. doesn't do much to add to his story, but that's still information I feel like – shouldn't leave out. Absolutely. For, for someone like him, you have to include those. But we both agree that he's not, he, it, it would be one, look, the 8 0, okay. A lot of people have started 8 0 and it, it hasn't gone well. So it's, that's not, that's not noteworthy in mm-hmm. and of itself, right? It's, this team has been average at best. For the for the whole entirety of his of his tenure, there. now granted, part of that was rebuilding the roster and Clint Kingsbury was getting used to being a head coach. I, mm-hmm. I, okay, we can have that conversation, but it's not like he's been, you know, divisional round, NFC Championship game, divisional round again, made it to a Super Bowl. It's not like that yet. Yeah, if he does that, then you have that leverage to go. Hey, look, okay, like when Burrow's contract comes up. He's got that, like, look, I got y'all to a Super Bowl with no offensive line, okay? Yeah. We'll keep adding zeros until I say stop. Yep. He, he can do that. Kyler has not earned that right yet. Not to say that he won't, but he hasn't yet. Yeah. And he certainly has not earned the right to do it before his contract is up. Exactly. I mean, like, overall, the team is getting better over the three years he's he's been there. I mean, that's not obviously, that's not saying he's the only reason why, as, as I'll as I caveat that he's not the reason they fail. Um, but the team is getting better. They, they are seemingly utilizing the fact that he is cheap to build around him. So that is absolutely 100% something 
hopefully he understands or someone makes him understand. Um, because if you, if you allow a few more pieces to come in, you've got a team that can, that can challenge the NFC. Let, Just got to get a couple pieces in there. Let me ask you this. If they, if they pay him and that means they have to let go of some guys, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, pinpoint who they let go because I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't have their roster sitting in front of me but if they pay him and, and they have to, and that crunches their cap mm-hmm. do you think he's the kind of quarterback that can do that can do what he needs to do without that much help around him or does he need help around him to be able to shine like he is I I, I don't I don't think so I, I don't I don't I'm not convinced yet. Um, and I, and I definitely, I'll, I'll throw one name out there that I think that they would get, get rid of. Um, I don't remember how much they're paying him, but I think JJ Watt might be on the chopping block. If that would occur, not because Probably, yes. be mostly because of his injuries. And I don't know his cap number, but injuries alone, that would be, if I'm a coach, as good as JJ Watt is, he'd be the fo- ones looking at the chopping block. Same thing for me for AJ Green. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm sorry, but he, he's older, and older receivers, it's it's hit and miss. And I don't need I don't need misses. Yeah, especially if I'm working with you know half a salary cap compared to what I had. Yeah, exactly. Let's move to the college ranks now, and yet another West Virginia player. I mean, the transfer portal. Stop me if you've heard this before, please. Josh Chandler-Semedo announced his intention to enter the end of the transfer portal on Friday. That means he is now the 18th West Virginia mm-hmm. player to leave. <sighs> okay, we're rapidly approaching 20. We had this conversation last week, but I will ask you again. Do we have a problem now? There's something going on. I, I don't know what. I'm still not going to suggest it's nefarious. Um, but I don't know. I have, something's going on. I mean, because he's he's one of the ones that, right? He said he was coming back for a senior year, and we were we were excited, right? We were like Chandler Tomato and Darius Stills, two guys that that we both thought were key to having back. Um, and, well, there was one of them deciding to dip out. I don't know. We won't know for what reasons. One could argue the NIL's pushing him. One could argue that something's going on in the in the team. Something very well might be that we're still not sure of. Now, I've not seen him make any big deals over anything like certain people have um, and have yet to elaborate on, mind you. Um, Never will. So... Yeah. So I don't it, it's so hard to make make anything out of it honestly. Um but it's still it it still makes me worried in general because there's a lot of guys that are dipping out who you you thought hey, I'm looking forward to seeing you next season, right? Seeing how the team can build with them as the backbone. But you know what's most concerning to me? It's not that we have players leaving. We have players leaving that have already previously committed to staying. That's yeah. the thing. I don't care if you leave. 
until you tell me you're staying and then you go behind my back and leave. That's when I have a problem. Mm -hmm. Because then I feel lied to. Yeah. And, and again, I'm not saying any of these players owe me or any other fan the right to, I don't, they don't owe me an explanation for this. Mm -hmm. But when you say something and you make it as public as they do by saying, I'm coming back, we're doing one more country road, we're, we, and then two months later, it's, hey, you know that stuff I said after the ball game? Yeah, I didn't mean that by yeah. That that feels like they're, you're being cheated on, and that's that that's what's concerning now. They're tomboying us, right? I don't mind when guys just say, you know what, it's a it's business. I want to go play more. I leave. I, I get it, but when you start saying, hey, we're, we're loading up to go after it. We think we can. We think we can do well in the Big Twelve in 2022, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, I ain't going to be here. To, then I got a problem. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing here is that. He, if I remember correctly, was the team's leading tackler. That sounds right. Last yeah. season, he and he's also, uh, he's up there in terms of the most career games played ever in a uniform. If I remember right, uh, that yeah, I'm mixing him up with, that I'm mixing him up with someone else, but I don't think I am. I don't uh, think you are either. He'd been there a while. Yeah, and he played in a lot of games. Uh. Do, 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 do. He doesn't. He doesn't strike you as a guy that's going to go play for like. Uh, let's see. Pick insert random. Uh, group of five. <laughs> Old Dominion. Let's just see. He's not going to go play like the group of five. Club. He's going to go to a power five school. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't see what update this was, but this is uh, forty-four career games. I don't know how. That's got to be up there. It, yeah. If it's not, if it's not leading, it's really close. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell if this is before the season or after the season. It won't load for me. Um, yeah, but if it's before the season, then that means he's played, you know, add more than that. Um, that 40, 44, you said? Mm-hmm. 57. 13 that, games. Yep. And that's a yeah, – this would love – I don't know what's going on. He, this particular website – well, it's just WVU Sports, but apparently it's a 404 error. Point is – at least 44 games he's played. <laughs> yeah, at the very least. Oh, here we go. Okay. Um, no, that, that is 44. That's the number. Uh, okay. Blue and Gold News or Blue and Gold Sports say three force fumbles, three interceptions in 44 games played. 31 of them he started. Yeah, he'd been around a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a you know what? That that pit game <laughs> that's starting to look a lot more interesting now. Yeah. Already, it's already going to be because it's a backyard brawl, but now you got them bringing in a new quarterback. We're going to have a new quarterback, and we got a whole new team. It's going to probably be the backyard. What are we doing? Hey, like, the backyard sissy hey, fight. You know what? <laughs> Programs are going to sell out that day. Yeah. They're going to have everyone going, who the hell is that guy? Well, you bought your program. Didn't you know they were sold out before we got here? Yeah. Then again, this game is at Pitt, so they might be wildly unprepared for that. They actually might sell out in programs before everyone gets there. <laughs> <sighs> Thursday night in Pittsburgh to open up the season. Oh, my. My, oh, my. Yep. West Virginia baseball, though, is the lone positive thing in the athletic department right now. And I say that, that the caveat that Rifle did its thing but also lost. We'll get to that in a second. So, 
West Virginia baseball has lost all of two games so far on the young season. They are a grand total of six and two. Ha- wait, no. Four and three. They're five and t- no. Yeah, five and two. Five and two. Okay, yeah. I was trying to think of how that happened. But yes, five and two. Going into the home opener tomorrow. I forgot who they play. I think it's uh, Kinesis. Kin- Kinesis. Kinesis. Yep. Kinesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we are. It's I. Yep. And then going on the road to Minneapolis, Minnesota, of all places, to play a baseball game in March. And they're going to play it out of all places, U.S. Bank Stadium, which you may know as home of the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to ask you to break down this baseball team, but I'm going to ask <laughs> you what you think of this baseball team so far and playing in Minneapolis in March in a, in a football stadium. <laughs> that One, that's just interesting. Uh, two, uh, all I can say is they. that's how you want to start a season, coming out strong. They They beat the number 16 team twice. And one of them was a 10-0 shutout. Um, you know, they they won the series against Charlotte. And the the one game they lost with them was, you know, they were down four to uh, – they lost by one, four to five. And I think they were making a push to come back from that one anyway. And they were. Uh, Coastal Carolina, same story, I believe, is, is they were making a push – Coming from behind there, and they only lost seven to nine. They also got um, screwed in that in that Coastal Carolina game too. How so? Uh, if I recall correctly, there was a strike called that really shouldn't have been, and there were guys on base. I think it ended the inning. Ah, it, I I might be remembering that wrong, but I think that's what happened. Sounds about right when it comes to officiating in West Virginia games, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's it's a good to me just from just straight up looking at obviously the record right there is is that's that's you can't ask for much better of a start to the season than that especially when except two of those wins come against Tennessee. True, <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee. For those of you who are, I don't know, well, that, okay, the, Tennessee has outscored their opponents so far this season one hundred and seventeen to seven. They have a plus one hundred and ten run difference. It's like one of those game. One of those situations where you just sit there, and the only response you can have is the meme. Wait, that's illegal. <laughs> Pretty much. Any any pitching staff going against Tennessee, <laughs> I'm in danger. I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those boys can hit down there. Yep. Those boys can hit. I think they got a picture of chucking like 98 or something like that, too. Yes. I, I would hate to go up against Tennessee this year. <laughs> I would hate that. Thank yep. God we don't get them. And, and if we do, if we do get them, we've made the NCAA tournament, I will take that. Yep. I was actually reading Baseball America this weekend. I was reading their college uh, baseball preview uh, edition. And West Virginia, they had West Virginia picked eighth out of nine teams that play baseball in the Big 12. Dang. And I thought, hmm. Now, granted, they might be right when we get into conference play. But then again, they also might be completely wrong. This might be one of those things where, like, West Virginia is doubted they do well. Expectations, and we're terrified of them. Mm-hmm. Because no one really expected much of this baseball program. And granted, it is early. They play, like, 56 games in a season. Uh-huh. So check back with me at the beginning of April. But 
hell of a way to start the season. Yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely the type of start you want to have. Um, just c- come right out the gate firing. Um, and, you know, let's hope it happens. It's, uh... it, they're playing Maisie Ball. Maisie Ball is just aggressive. It's having fun. And you know what? Mm-hmm. They're fun to watch. Yeah, it, I mean, it says something when, when a guy's first career at bad is not only a home run, but a grand slam. I, I, okay, there was actually a kid from the same night that happened. Uh, I don't remember what school it was at now, but it wasn't in that game, uh, obviously, from Boyce and His first career start was a no-hitter. Wow. What's more impressive, that or the first career bomb being a grand slam? I, I'm, I'm going to say the no-hitter because, you know, Grand Slam, it's a home run with more guys on base. But, a, you know, you hit the home run, right? You right. did your part. You, you can't control the other three guys doing it. The no-hitter is, you know, you sat there on the mound all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go with the no-hitter. So why? And here's the thing, too. You know what? I, I, I kind of feel bad for the both those guys, particularly the no-hitter, because once you've done it, there's the expectation you'll do it again. And it's just like, that's going to stay with you your entire career now. <laughs> and it's just like, you, you all of a sudden, like if you come out and let's say you get shelled for seven runs in one of the third innings, the next, your next start. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously your ERA isn't hurt near as much because it doesn't balloon to like 80. It stays somewhat respectable. But you now, you now like, well, he did pitch a no hitter, but his ERA is also like eight. <laughs> so, well, he did, he did throw that no no, his first career start. It always stays with you, and there's that extra pressure now of, well, he did do that. He's got the stuff. Yeah. And it just, it just, there's a lot of things to kind of go into that. I kind of, now, <laughs> some guys love that, right? It's like, well, yeah, I, I did it. I'll, I'll show you and do it again. But uh, the competitor in them is always going to go, well, I'm going to go try to do that, all that. But at the same time, that's a lot of unnecessary pressure for all some guys. <laughs> I guess the role here is if you're a fan base, don't expect he's going to throw a no, no, every start. <laughs> Just, don't okay, and if you do, then you're a casual fan, yes, or not even a fan, because you, clearly you don't understand how rare it is. If you're if, if you do, you're even more of a casual fan than Darren is at baseball. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Darren and WV Athletics, the next two stories are his. <laughs> uh, this the small about amount of information I've got is essentially. Right, the first one I'll go ahead and start off with just because I know nothing else other than, than the information I'm going to say is uh, the Big 12 uh, Swimming and Diving Championships, both men and women's, occurred uh, this weekend I, well, over the last uh, few days leading into the weekend. Um, and classic you know, WVU fashion, it seems, uh, they did not perform. Uh, I think the the women got fourth out of five, and the men got three out of three, a uh, third out of three teams. Um, but the one highlight being uh, David Dixon of the of the WVU swim and dive team, and he won the 
uh, men's 200-yard butterfly. So he is a conference champion. Um, that's that's the only information I got. Uh, impressive. Always impressive when you win a championship uh, in any way, especially when you're a Mountaineer. So, so a trophy's coming back in some, uh, in some shape. Um, so congratulations to him. Uh, the second bit of information here is... I have a little more information here because it's nice and written out, thanks to the rifle team. Um, the West Virginia rifle team were, were three points shy, uh, technically four points, three points shy of, of tying, I guess, four points shy of, of winning the uh, conference title. And they were behind uh, the University of Kentucky. I believe the score was 47-32 to 47-35. Um, and uh, so that puts them as the conference runner-up. Um, so good congratulations to them continuing the relative dominance that the rifle team has had. Uh, have not been so dominant over the last few years, but they've still been consistently in the mix, consistently uh, top performers. Um, I think someone won an individual bronze. I don't remember. I think it was, let's see, what was his name? It's right here. Oh, um, uh, Akihito uh, Shimizu. Um, he, I think he won bronze in the uh, air rifle relay. Now, where is that boy from? I wonder. <laughs> but so he was a junior, so he got uh, got him for another year. Ha Um, let's see. He's a. Uh... Oh yeah, so he's from uh, Tokushima, Japan. Well, now look at that. And um, international recruiting on a rifle scale. Yep. So, Not gonna lie, I never expected that. <laughs> Yeah, n- neither did I. Um, so apparently he got two medals at the championships. Doesn't specify what the other one was, but it does. He did get that hey, medal. Two-time medalist. We'll take that. Yep. So, uh, so there's two pieces of uh, fun information out of that one uh, there. So it's three total fun pieces of information. Now, I, I, I'm, you in in hearing this when you said they haven't been as dominant as of late, you reminded me of an article I I saw. I don't remember where I saw it, so I can't quote like the source or anything. But basically, it was asking whether or not Shane Lyons is doing a good job as athletic director at West Virginia, because you have a turmoil in the football program, the basketball program, the men can't seem to win a conference game, the women aren't doing all that great. Yes, men's soccer did and has made a good run for the quarterfinals of the NCAAs. Women's soccer has played for a national championship, but Rifle now is all of a sudden starting to fall out the map a little bit. They're not doing as well. And basically the argument was like, well, yeah, I know facilities are better, but what does it say about everything else that West Virginia isn't doing as well as in sports that traditionally does well in? You know, it's like, what... I, I I guess the answer, the question I want to ask you is what do you think of that? Because I, I think there's a point to be made there, but I just don't know if I really 100% behind it or not. Yeah, I mean, you, one can always argue that, you know, it starts that the, the 
you got to blame the top for some of the stuff, right? Some, something's not going right on his end. Um, but and, and it's, if he, he's not, I would argue he's not directly responsible for the, the performance of every athletic team under, you know, his watch, so to speak. Right. I mean, that does fall on the coaches. Um, he, I guess, merely orchestrates ways to better assist them, right? Whether it's building new, uh, building new facilities and things like that, which we that has been done. We've seen that happen. Um, I so sure. I guess you could argue some part of it, but I don't think most of the blame lies on him. Um, it just so happens to be that, well, I mean, Mountaineer Sports have kind of been doing this for the last long time. So I guess even before he came in. So it's really hard for me to just sit there and go, oh, yeah, you, you suck. Get out of here. I mean, or, or you know, it's all your fault. Because, um, I mean, when, for me, in my opinion here, it's it's – most of that lies on the coaches and also, you know, then by default, the players. I was going to say, let's not forget player blame. Yeah. Too. It's like, you know, players leaving or players just not playing to the full performance or because, I mean, we also got to throw in here the uh, now just the women's soccer team is generally uh, uh, quite fearsome. They want as as much this season, but that's an anomaly. <laughs> um the West Virginia, uh, the, the men's soccer team, uh, made a deep push into the the playoffs. Um, so that's a positive, right? They're all positives. They're just not in the realms where you see the most coverage, right? They're they're, they're right. They're, West Virginia is more than just football and basketball. We just got to look for it. We're the school, but. I didn't even go there, so I, I'm going to say we, but anyway, West Virginia is the school that is good at everything and great at nothing. That's West Virginia athletics. We're good mm-hmm. at a lot of stuff, but we're not great in anything. Except for especially, right. Yeah, especially as of late, but in general, yes. Exactly. The... So there's still a lot of things coming coming out of here, right? And I mean, also let's not forget, just a few years, you had an Olympic gold medalist on the team, right? Let's like, let's not forget that you got a consistent amount. Like you've got you've got players that are going on to play for Olympic teams, women's soccer for for Canada. Canada. Mm-hmm. You've got. Multiple Olympians, a uh, quite a quite a heck of a lot of Olympians coming out of the rifle team. And you've got NFL like draft picks. You've got got guys in the NBA. You, you've, you've got, got guys in the in MLB draft mm-hmm. picks. Yep, you've hosted the NCAA regional mm-hmm. in baseball. Yeah, that's something. Those are the those are the things, right? That start adding up. That kind of start proving that point. That sure, we're not great in any one particular thing. But dang it, if we aren't developing players. And 
that, that there's something to be said there. And if and if if you ask things that that the athletic director is doing is at least in some way working because they are getting the the stuff to train better, more effectively. Right. And it's just showing the, in other ways. Now, granted, he did not hire Coach Ezra Brown, but let's point this out. Mm-hmm. There was at least one rumor, and it didn't, I don't remember seeing a Gilder movie, there was at least one rumor that U.S. soccer was looking at her to be the next head coach of women's national team for the United States. Mm-hmm. I remember that. The U.S. women are the most successful and biggest women's soccer team on this planet. If you're even getting a rumor that tells you how good you are. Mm-hmm. Because the U.S. women have one expectation and one expectation only. Win the World Cup. Mm-hmm. That is the only acceptable outcome for the U.S. women's national team. Absolutely. Whatever competition we're in, we expect to win and we expect to win it going away. If you even have a shout in that discussion when a new coach is hired, it tells you how great you are. Yep. He didn't hire her, but he's got her under his watch. Yep. The fact that that team was not as great, every team has downs. Every team has down seasons. Great coaches bounce back. Yep. Okay? She's coached in the NCAA final. She's good. Okay? Yep. I, I'm with you though. I mean, I just the, the little things add up over time, and it's just I, I I think Shane Lyons is one of the best athletic writers in the country. And the fact that he's sitting on so many NCAA committees and basically wasn't the committee that like drafted the COVID rules for college athletics in 2020, right? And he's there expanding like he's on the constitutional committee when they were trying to reevaluate the NCAA constitution with name, image, and likeness taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's influential in the NCAA, and that tells you how much his peers respected. I don't know why we shouldn't either. Exactly. All right, with nothing else to really go into, that will be our show. We've got a. Uh, we, we, this is kind of going to be our our situation until we get into like. Well, I kept saying this and I forgot about it. I should write it down but I'm not going to, at least not right now. <laughs> uh, play revaluations for Patriots and WVU. We'll get into that next week as we'll start toward the draft. We may have to combine like quarterbacks and running backs to make it in time for the draft, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Especially mm-hmm. with the combine now. You've got all, you know, draft season's officially here now. So we can get into that. But we will be back next week with another episode. Until then, everyone, please be safe. Darren, take us home. Adios, everybody.